We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back. It's the Big Blue Banter, New York Giants football podcast. I'm Dan Schneier. Joined as always by my co-host Nick Filato. Tonight we are here to break down, and tonight, by night, I mean it's freaking six o'clock on the east coast and it's already dark what a devastating time to be on the east coast after daylight savings when it gets dark at like five o'clock it just sucks it's so depressing but not as depressing as the giants defensive film <laughs> what a sell right there nick to get yeah, us going right. right um we're gonna break down what went wrong it was bad tape for the giants on defense for the most part though some bright spots micah mcfadden big time bright spot in this game and some downgrades to some down spots too, which we'll get into. But Nick, overall, before we get into some of the the play breakdowns, what were, your, what were your thoughts on what happened on defense and how the Giants kind of regressed in a lot of ways from what they had shown in the three weeks prior to this game? I just want to credit Bo Hardigree and Aiden O'Connell, the yeah. rookie quarterback. I think their game plan was executed efficiently. I would almost say flawlessly, but that that's a little bit of an oversell. But it was we're going to hand the football off to Josh Jacobs on a lot of zone running concepts, something that Marcus told us they didn't really do all that often. And all of their personnel suggests they should. Well, it was a lot of zone and it was a lot of cutback lanes and the Giants weren't as disciplined on defense as I would have hoped, but also passing, get the football out of Aiden O'Connell's hands very quickly. And that's all they did. It was, we understand we have this read. We're going to get the football out. If it's not there, we're going to check the football down. We're not going to have Aiden O'Connell sitting back there, allowing Link Martindale to tee off on him. The Giants finished with four pressures in this game. Four. And I'm not even looking at the pass rush like you guys are non-existent because no. there really wasn't that much opportunity for them to do anything. You gotta you gotta remember, man, it was quick. The Giants were down 21 nothing in this game. They were getting their asses kicked. The Raiders didn't have to pass and they were running the football well. So kudos to to the Raiders offense and their coaching staff and, and Antonio Pierce for being able to get a rookie, what, fifth round pick up to speed like that. Cause he looked legit, didn't have to do too much, but he yeah. looked fine with what they asked him to do. He did look fine. He got rid of the football fast. That's part of it. Like, I just, well, I'll be, again, I mentioned in the last pod, Nick, but we'll be, I'll be talking to you about this a bunch when we, uh, you know, go over quarterback prospects in this coming draft. I want to see guys who don't waste space in the pocket and are just able to get into their drop so much faster and get the ball out of their hands faster. And I think Aiden O'Connell did a really good job of getting to the top of his drop and getting the ball out. And that's like half the battle. It feels like playing quarterback when I watch the ones who are successful and keep the passing game on time and in rhythm and the ones who don't. And the deep ball he threw, that was a good example of it, Nick. Like, he didn't hitch into that throw, dude. He just hit his back foot and let that thing rip, and the ball got out on time. And 
Wasn't a good rep for Deontay Banks, by the way. Deontay Banks. It was not a good game for Deontay Banks. He got burnt by Trey Tucker and got Jacoby Myers. Trey, but Trey Tucker's also like so fast. Like that's part of it. Like I was. Like, it was the release though, up. man. It was the what release that. It was it the was. release that made me be like, ah, shit, you know. So it wasn't just like, yeah, he's fast. Like you got to beat him on the line of scrimmage. You got that line yeah. of scrimmage the wide receiver to take advantage of your speed. And Trey Tucker did that on that play. And that's totally fair. And we'll get to Deontay Banks later. But I just felt like, like you said, it was a great game plan. Great. They were so well prepared, the Raiders, for this game under Pierce, which is such a nice sign for him. And, you know, I can take some happiness or solace in the fact that Antonio, even though the Giants lost this game, that Antonio Pierce had a good first game as a coach because I love Antonio Pierce. So Same. Hopefully they don't Rich Basaccia him, though. I hope not, but I read that they might give him a chance to actually, if, if he does okay, which sucks too, because I saw, I looked ahead because I was so intrigued by this Pierce storyline, Nick, that I looked ahead and I know the Raiders have some really tough games on their schedule coming up, which is so unfortunate for Pierce. They have the Dolphins, they have the Jets, which is going to be a bad game script for them. And they have the Chiefs as their next three games, which is not ideal. Dolphins and Chiefs being two of those, um, but three winning teams with a winning record. But we'll see what Pierce is able to do. But yeah, I think ultimately the biggest concern for me in this game, Nick, was the run defense. As you mentioned, just not a good game for the Giants run defense. And we'll get into some of that on the tape uh, breakdown. So, so let's get into that now. Yeah, we can get into that just in a second. But they did only allow Josh Jacobs to have 3.8 yards per carry. But people, I'm only saying this because I've seen people like recite that on Twitter. Yep. But again, a lot of that was in the second half when they were just sure. like milking the clock. When it mattered, the Giants' run defense just wasn't there to slow down what the Raiders were throwing at them. And it wasn't like they were reinventing the wheel either. It was pretty fundamental no. football stuff. And I also like was going through this tape, and I wanted to get your opinion on this. Mm. Like, Was it just a loss of Leonard Williams that made this run defense worse? And like, Look, losing a good player like that is always going to bring your defense down a little bit, but that's not the reason why the run defense just suffered here. A lot of the issues with the run defense was the cutback. That mostly fell on the edges. And I thought Kayvon Thibodeau, who had a couple really good plays against the run, he also had some plays he where did. he was where he pinched way too far and he was the contained defender. I, I believe he was a contained defender. And then Josh Jacobs just bounced right around him and there was no one there except for like a safety coming from like depth or something. So that's uh, that's this, Nick, with regards to that and that whole position group, which I believe at this point in my mind is in dire straits, like the either the PF free agency or one of their premium draft picks they will need, including that extra second rounder, which I'm so happy now that they have. They're going to need to upgrade edge because I'll be honest with you, Jihad Ward, I hope this is his last season with the Giants, and I'm not trying to knock the guy. And I know he blocks everybody on Twitter who's mean about him but or says anything. I don't think you have to be mean. but And I've never said anything bad about the guy, but I just don't feel like he's, he's, he's the same player he was on tape last year, to be quite honest, and not somebody they want out there getting any snaps in. But it's also like, what else do they have to work with right now on the edge position? And that's the spot they put themselves in, and it's not all their fault. Dave Gettleman left them with nothing at edge, literally a barren cupboard with absolutely nothing. He resigned Aziz. Aziz, but Aziz doesn't play. So it's like essentially nothing. That's, he did leave him with Aziz, but we don't get until we get Aziz on the field. It's it would be great to have Aziz and Kayvon sounds great. Um, but so they're just gonna need to figure out some way to upgrade that edge position this offseason. Isn't it crazy that Boogie Basham played 26 reps here? Yeah, and it's just like but most out there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Boogie Bash. I'm looking at it right now. 26 reps, 26 snaps, 18 as a run defender, nine on pass situations. And you're right. It just, you don't, he had one tackle he was credited for, which was a stop. He almost had a PBU. Almost play, had a PBU, yeah. zero pressures, like, oh. zero hits, zero 
sacks, obviously. So well, yeah, he probably wasn't out there for many, like you said, pass rushing reps. Boogie Basham is the guy on the Giants defense where I'm just like, oh, he's just out there. I know. He's not necessarily bad, but he does nothing. Only 13 snaps for Isaiah Simmons, by the way, Nick. It's like well, they weren't in Simmons some packets too much. Agreed. As much. They weren't in him as much, but it's they haven't really found I was kind of off on Simmons. I thought he'd be a much bigger contributor, I guess. Uh, for the Giants within this system. Well, we thought the Giants were going to have leads in the fourth yeah, quarter, that's... leading yeah, leading to pressure situations. Yeah. They haven't, so that's he's kind of part of it. Irrelevant at this point, unfortunately. But, but forty-three snaps from Jihad Ward just—it's not going to cut it, in my opinion. In twenty twenty-four, it's 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 got to go. I'm looking at Jihad Ward. He had twenty-six snap uh, run snaps, sixteen passer snaps, one in coverage, and two tackles. And this whole game, one missed tackle and two total tackles. That's yeah, man. It's just, it's not there for Jihad Ward anymore. In my opinion. I don't even know who they have at edge. Like it's That's crazy it. when you think of it. Like, I know like, yeah, Jihad Ward, Kayvon, so those four, Basham, those four, literally. Basham, Jihad Ward's like a two hundred and two hundred ninety pound dude out there. I know. Yeah, O'Shane, like a, 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 a the, the complete opposite of that. It's it's yeah it's it's a wild and and weird situation. I, I do think the the defense would be so much better with Aziz Ojolari from a pass rushing perspective. But in games like this, he didn't really get the pass rush either. And I don't True. know how many snaps Aziz plays when it's we're going to run the football because frankly, Aziz Ojolari still hasn't proven I I think to us that he's a reliable NFL uh, run defender. I agree with that, and so that's kind of what I feel like they need in the in this offseason. somebody who they can. Uh, they can set the edge with, but just with a little more juice than guys like Boogie Basham and Jod Ward. You know, I just want a little bit of juice. Yeah, those guys can set the edge, but I know. man, they, there's no juice. The straw is in the sippy cup, and it's just like looking for for yeah. any sort of liquid, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Let's let's get into some of these some of these plays from the New York Giants defense. This first play is not a zone run. This is a counter run. Something that the Giants have fit really well, I would say, over the last what, four or five games? Well, in this play, not necessarily. Micah McFadden notices this shift, and he tries to communicate to Bobby Okereke, like, get back over, get back over. And they read it, but Kayvon Thibodeau, and this is something that I noticed on film last week, and we brought it up, but Kayvon is typically really good at doing it. When the backside guard pulls, he always tries to jump around them and then close the gap, right? Yeah. Close the gap, close that C gap, or that D gap in that case. And in this case, he's able to avoid the contact, but he can't bring down Josh Jacobs. The pulling backside guard kind of like hooks him and drives him into the ground. And the Giants were already out of position off of that initial shift. Michael McFadden, somebody that we used to criticize or just say, hey, mentally wasn't there last season when he was a rookie, which is very understandable. He's the one communicating with O'Kerke, like get over, get over, get over. Right. And they both fill, but there's a wide open gap because Kayvon couldn't keep it tight enough goes around, doesn't make the tackle, and Xavier McKinney has to run from the other side to make this tackle. So this is a question about really rough. What's up? Um, I think at times, I'm forgetting what it what, what the technique was called, but you, you broke it down with some of the Giants players over the years. Um, squeeze and wrong arm? Squeeze with the wrong arm, yes. Well, is that squeeze, something... squeeze is different than the wrong arm. No, it's the wrong arm, the, where you use your left hand. And it, is that something that he should be doing on that rep or no? No, I don't believe so. Okay. I think it's that kind of stuff is communicated. So it's like, I'm going to okay. wrong arm and then say Bobby O'Karake, who doesn't appear like he's in position. He yeah, would maybe flow over the top. Yeah, a lot of that stuff is is communicated pre. It's not just like, hey, you know, I'm going to use a wrong arm this time. Okay, right. Gotcha. Like there might be defenses where where they have that. But at the same time, uh, in this case, and what Kayvon has done a lot this season is he has relied on his athletic ability to avoid this. Right. 
And I think the Giants were just supposed to be um, a gap over, but they were just out of position pre-snap, sure. so work right into the um, the hands of the Raiders. And it was because of pre-snap motion why that happened, too, because you don't really get to see it too much, but you see Jason Pinnock in the box. Oh, rotating. Okay, I'll get out of the box. We're going to rotate Xavier McKinney now down, and now they're running back this way. Jason sure. Pinnock is no longer a threat in the run game. Before you run the next play, Nick, I did want to get your take on the Xavier McKinney postgame comments to Jordan Ronan. And, you know, what your thoughts are on that and then also what it means um, specifically with regard to one aspect. So I'll go over those now. McKinney said to Jordan Ronan, honestly, it sucks, but I don't know, man. I don't really have many words. I think that from a leadership standpoint, I don't think that they've done a great job of letting the leaders lead and listening to the leaders and the captains. McKinney obviously is one of the captains. He said, but obviously it sucks losing. Then he said, it's just been tough. I don't want to speak on it too much. So it seems like he was holding something back. But that has been my frustration about mentioning because he was asked, what were you referring to uh, with the leaders and captains words falling on deaf ears? It's just been tough. I don't want to speak on it too much, but it has been my frustration. It's tough losing your quarterback. We tried to fight through it, but we couldn't. But then he said, it's the little things. It was one of those things where you have some of your leaders, your captains from a defensive standpoint, trying to switch things up and just not really being heard. I don't know. There are things, too, that we could have done. Like I said, the execution stuff could have been better. But when you've got guys out there that are playing and seeing different things and are being vocal and communicating that with the coaches and whoever and are not being heard, it's hard to go out there and be able to make plays and do things of that nature. So interesting. I would rather he keep a lot of this stuff in house, but I'm imagining at this point he's already tried that because there has been words spoken according to him. Like, look, we are voicing our frustrations or whatever the hell you want to call it. And we're not being hurt. Nothing's being done about it. We're the leaders of this team. This is also a team that just shipped the defensive leader out of town as True. well. So I think Xavier McKinney and just little comments that he's made over the last maybe like four weeks, you can sense that there's a lot of frustration there. And I don't know if he's going to be back as a New York Giant. And I like Xavier McKinney. I think he's a very versatile player. I don't want to pay him $14 million a year as a New York Giants. I don't think they're in the position to do that, but I think there's a lot of utility in that specific type of player, even in this defense, which probably maybe doesn't maximize his skill set in terms of intercepting the football, which is a huge part of playing safety and being a defensive player. But yeah, there's obvious frustration there. I just am always like, I wish you don't say it to the media. Agreed. Because everything he, he even said, like, I don't want to go too much further on this, but he already said so much already. Like, but he yeah. already said. Yeah, yeah. kind of goes to show you, though, man, we, we saw how this locker room was uh, who rallied around Brian Dable last year, coach of the mm-hmm. year. Losing, man, losing, losing kills, yeah, losing kills, man, losing Col- kills. The best culture is just winning football games, as I've said a million times that you can't build a culture without winning. And that's what fixes any culture. And I think part of the problem is that the offense is so much worse than the defense. The Giants haven't scored 20 points oh, in yeah. seven games. Seven games. The Giants are averaging four points less per game than the second to worst team in the NFL on a points per game basis. Like that will eat at a defense. It will. It's hard to go back on the field time after time after time again and again and again. Short field with an interception here, too, like they had in this game and just compete. Anybody who's been on a football team knows this, man. Like, like you, there is a somewhat contentious relationship between the offense and the defense. And a lot of that happens throughout practice throughout training right. camp there are fights and things well, obviously you have your boys back once the season rolls around but as you said if one side of the football is so inept and the other side is is solid and they have to keep carrying the weight and picking up the slack there's going to be a lot of resentment that builds yep. up it's and just natural it's, it's just natural nature. absolutely and i think xavier mckinney i mean he's kind of made 
a few different comments this season that you yeah. can be like, hey, there's something weird going on with that situation. I just it don't doesn't feel it. good. It doesn't feel good, which sucks because they don't really, they're not the type of team that can afford to let talent go, in my opinion, at this stage. Like, but we'll see what happens there. They may have to go back to the drawing board and find a new safety, which is just to add to the list of a million needs that this team has. I just wonder exactly like who's not listening. Who's that directed at? Is that That's directed what at I was curious Martindale? about. That mean, you know. Wink is not like, see, like he's saying like, oh, I'm, I'm seeing this. And, and Wink's just like, no, we're running our game plan. This was our game plan for the week. We're going to keep running it. He's like, this game plan's not working. Or, you know, I'm seeing this. They're, they're adjusting to it. I, that's what I'm curious about. But we I'm won't curious. About. I think Xavier McKinney, like, I think he's a smart guy, man. I, I do. I just think he's very fresh. I mean, his entire professional career, yeah. the Giants have basically sucked. Yeah. Other than last season where he broke his hand and went we through a lot of personal hand, right. stuff that he had to overcome as well. But I, I think he's a bright and versatile young football player who's, what, 24 years old right now? Like, right. He's still really young. That's I would like thing. for him to be a part of the Giants' future, but it's going to come down to money and, and all this, these little like shots with the media. It's not going to help. It's not good for him. I know. No, I know. I know this season has been. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rough, gross, disgusting, and of course, disappointing. But I find solace through Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. I just pick two to six players' stat projections, select more or less on those projections, and I watch the winnings roll in. It's simple, easy, fun, and their flex play options allow you to win on, say, two out of three selections instead of all three. I choose this option often because I'm a coward. You could be a coward too and capitalize on a higher probability to win. And now with basketball season here, you can select pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a half combo of three pointers made plus receptions. Let's bank on that. 
Plus, PrizePix even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. One of the many reasons why they've earned the tagline, Daily Fantasy Sports Made easy so please go to prizepicks.com slash banter and use code banter for a first deposit match up to $100 again prizepicks.com slash banter and use the code banter for a first deposit match up to $100 prizepicks daily fantasy sports another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Made easy. Make Little Caesars, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. There are few things better in the world than kicking back, watching some football, and biting into some delicious Little Caesars pizza. Order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day on Sunday. And get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Old world pepperoni, pepperoni, extra cheese, Italian sausage, olives, onions, pineapple if you're into that. Put it on half the pie, the entire pie. There are so many other options that I don't have time to name. Slap that on a round crust, a thin crust, a stuffed crust, a Detroit-style deep dish. Either way, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Nick, you ever been in the spot where you just felt like, I've got a few hours to go. I'm going to this game. I'm buying tickets. I don't have the tickets yet. You're stressing. The anxiety is at an all-time high. You're trying to figure out what the heck you can do to get to this game. That happened to me a few years ago when the Wisconsin Badgers made the Sweet 16 game in the Madison Square Garden. My dad, diehard Badgers fan, the reason I went to Wisconsin, the reason I am a Badgers fan, I needed to get him tickets for that game. It was his birthday. So I'm stressing. I don't know what to do. And then, boom, I figure it out. I use the Game Time app. The Game Time app is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and anything near you. They got killer deals, last-minute tickets. You click open the app, and you're shocked to see that you can actually go to these games having a good time, and not actually have to pay so much money that it breaks your bank account. Stanley Cup Final Week 1 this past season. I used the game time app last second. It was actually past the time of puck drop. Went on the app. I was in Vegas. Saw the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Florida Panthers. And I also used the game time app to buy my entire family when they came out here to Phoenix to visit me to see Tom Segura's special, which is actually the same special Netflix used for their videotapings. And I love it because you can find so much on the app. Like you get an actual image of the seat view not like you're buying a seat with an obstructed view it's an actual image you know what you're getting lowest prices that i've seen by far and that's their guarantee you get event event cancellation protection job loss protection they go all out here to make sure that this is a great experience for the user 
Snag the tickets without the stress of with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code BANTER. That's B-A-N-T-E-R for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code BANTER. B-A-N-T-E-R for $20 off. Let's get back into the plays, though. Yeah, let's do so it. We went over the, the counter run, and now this is just a release by... Jacoby Myers, if you look to oh, the good. right side of your screen, Deontay Banks is in the slot, not his natural position. He can play it because he's a talented young cornerback. But look at this release by, oh my gosh, dude. He creates so much separation on an inside on an inside release against Deontay Banks for, for the podcasting audience with just this hezzy move. Like, watch how, this is a split release. This is what it's called, a split release. You can see how he has one foot in front of the other, pre-snap, nothing crazy there. And then he comes to a split. So he's square to his defensive back, the guy who is tasked to cover him. And watch this, how hard he just explodes off of the outside foot when he plants it in the ground and look at the head movement, the head movement and the shoulders and his ability to accelerate out of his break. He's an underrated receiver. He really is. Jacoby Myers he is, is a very ball. underrated receiver, in my opinion. This is a really clean release. This is one of those things where you they're watching it in the film room probably today. Yep. And they're like laughing like, oh, man, you put that rookie. And it's like, oh, okay. sure. Tyree, Tyree Wilson had one of those against Andrew Time, Thomas. I put it on a Twitter. Andrew Thomas threw Tyree Wilson like out of the club. Like Tyree Wilson was just like, oh, my God, this is just like, oh, my God, this is crazy. All right. Here we're going to have Bobby Okereke just stick Jacobs, Josh Jacobs. And this is just going to be his own run. You can see shows the ball. And then Bobby Okereke just does such a good job staying square to the line oh, of scrimmage, perfect. sifting through the trash. Micah McFadden was tasked to blitz here, so he has to compensate for McFadden not being there if McFadden doesn't get home on the blitz. McFadden does a good job at least taking Greg Van Roten, who is a really good run blocker, by the way, who buries Bobby Okereke in one of these plays. I don't think yeah. I had it, but he buried Bobby Okereke. Like one of the better run blocking snaps I've seen at the second level from an offensive lineman this season. But McFadden removes Van Roten. Ashawn Robinson is able to go inside to take 72, presenting the hole. And then Nokarake just finds it and then stuck Josh. You don't see Josh Jacobs fall like that too often. Yeah. No. And now great we're going to have tackle. a great form tackle. This is a third and four. I like this play call a lot from Wink Martindale, and it's not surprising. They're just basically going to keep one safety very deep, put two guys on Devontae Adams and then force every other Raider to defeat them. Third and four passing situation. Look at the bottom of your screen inside on Devontae Adams yep. outside and high. So there's nowhere for Devontae Adams this is a backside three by one set. Aiden O'Connell peers towards Devontae Adams sees the double coverage and quickly comes off. And that's quick processing right there from the rookies. Like, okay, I'm not even going to try to force this issue. You want to devote two to Devontae Adams. That means it's going to be one-on-one -on -one to the other side. So he comes off Josh Jacobs or Amir Abdullah, whoever that is, is matched by Bobby O'Karake. So now you have one-on-ones from those three receiving threats, including the tight end. The football is a little bit high, but it's in front of, I think that's Jacoby My or Hunter Renfro. And uh, the ball's just not completed. So good coverage overall and a good job by the Giants to just not have Devontae Adams be a part of this play. Yeah, rush three, two, drop eight. So I thought that was a nice call by Wink on a third and short. Yeah, rush three, drop eight. And you have a little bit of a pressure look. Dane Belton is in there. You didn't see a lot of this package. You didn't see a lot of the the Dane Belton package right. with with uh, like one linebacker out there. These uh, dollar packages. Yeah, Belton played eight snaps in this game, but not, yeah. not, not a ton. No, but it, it wasn't all. I, I don't believe. No, you're right. It wasn't package. all in these patterns. Yeah. Yep. All right. 
now we're going to have this deep pass to Trey Tucker. Just Deontay Banks is burnt. Like sometimes yeah. you just get burnt, bro. Like sometimes yeah. it happens. You lose at the line of scrimmage and, and somebody who has wheels just goes right past you. And you can see like he has slight outside leverage once he kind of does a skip release and he just doesn't turn his hips, nor does he make any contact. Like, right. When you're impressed, man, I don't know why when you're a line of press, like some cornerbacks just don't jam. I wonder yeah, if that's either. point because you could jam and, and get your hips around and then kind of use the cornerback to help turn you while not also like blatantly holding them. Mm -hmm. But on this play, man, he, he, I think he like attempts to jam at some point. Maybe he brought his feet to the outside and just gave an inside alley to Trey Tucker who stacked him cleanly. Great catch too. great finish at the catch point by, by uh Trey Tucker there. And this was the play I was kind of talking about too with, with Aiden O'Connell. I feel like he was very decisive with it and got the ball out fast. So under center play actually has to whip his head around. Got one hitch and just one throw. Yeah, man. That's not great for Deontay Banks. A play by Cordell Flott. This is not a great look by Cordell Flott. This is more of an appreciation post for Hunter Renfro. Yeah, Renfro is so underrated. This is a miss by Aiden O'Connell, though, because Hunter Renfro is so wide. I don't know. So only Josh McDaniels would find a way to not include this guy. In this phase offense. him out of their offense. I know. Phase him out of the offense. He must be so happy. Look at this. He releases inside, and this is the lean and the stick, right? He leans to the outside, and Cordell Flop bought it. He thought he was going outside because that right. lean. Picked that step, and look how much separation <sighs> Renfro had. Like, Renfro is such a good route runner. In the, in the short areas, man, his short area quickness and his ability to do little things like this. This isn't crazy, right? But he's like, where, where do you think he's going right now? Watching this on YouTube. Corner route. Yeah. You think he's running a corner route. His numbers are turned to the corner. His hips are turned yep. to the corner. Everything is turned to the corner. The head, everything is deliberate, obviously. And then he quickly just transitions out of it. Wide. Burn so impressive. Flot. And Flot actually had a pretty solid game. I think he had like another play where I was like, ah, yeah. Flot. But he had a couple plays where I was like, oh, there you go. Cordell Flot. He had the one tackle. Um, as well near the line of scrimmage. I think that ended the drive. Here's a nice play by Deontay Banks that I wanted to highlight. It's a good rep. Right on Deont uh, Devontae Adams' hip. Knocks the football away. So there wasn't a ton of good reps from Deontay Banks, but it's it's never always bad because right. he's good enough to never be a complete liability. You can see Aiden O'Connell nice delivers a football, but Banks is all over him. Now we're gonna have that Cordell flop play I was just talking about, where he takes Hunter Renfro. He's like, "Oh, you wanted to burn me before? Cool. <laughs> I'm gonna drive you into the ground." I think that was on a uh, third down, too, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, and a cool pressure look from the Giants with everybody up on the line of scrimmage and yeah. Dane Belton bailing into the flat. I, I, I want Dane Belton to be a player, you know? Yeah, he I, he shows I, he has moments, he has flashes. I just don't know if he is. Me you know, he doesn't get out there that much. And when he right. does, I do feel like it's like, ah, like there's something there that I'm not seeing quite yet. But Agreed. he's still a young player and he missed a lot of his rookie season with injuries. And I'm just going to show a couple of Michael McFadden plays as well. Not too much to break down, but just this kid's quick. Yeah, he's this kid's quick. I also, good. I wish I had the other angle of this because I think Dexter Lawrence gets away with another hold here. 68's coming off and then he just can't. He's just glued to Dexter Lawrence. So I'm sure yeah. Dexter Lawrence, who does a really quietly, does an excellent job, Dan holding offensive linemen. It's going to get called eventually, but he's yeah. been doing it all season and it's allowing Bobby O'Karake and Michael McFadden to make plays like this. But Mike McFadden's processing it very quickly. Very this kid good. is like, it's no longer like, oh yeah, you know, he's a, he's like good in the box. He's a good line. Really good in the box. box. Yeah. 
And I thought you put up the pressure of him on, on Twitter. That was really a really good job by him avoiding contact to get that pressure. This one right here, he avoids the chip by the running back and makes the play himself. This kid had over 90 pressures in, in college. He had like over 90 pressures in his final three years at Indiana. Like this is what he did at Indiana. This is one of the reasons yep. why we were excited. He was going to play in Wink Martindale's system. So I'm glad that the Giants are, are finding ways to to leverage that skill set because I do think it's a skill set. There are other linebackers who just don't do this, who who don't feel the protection now, who right. don't have the timing. I think McFadden does a really good job like contorting his body while maintaining balance. He does that as well with his run fits when he's trying to avoid blocks. So I want to see him used in this manner more often. The Giants do use him quite frequently in this manner. There's a lot of times where the protection doesn't necessarily dictate um, a wide open lane to where it's him against a running back, right? Like that, that's right. not something we've seen a ton of. It's usually him trying to beat an offensive lineman to a set point and then him kind of getting flushed, but also crashing into the pocket and muddying things up a little bit. And also just look at Dexter Lawrence, dude. So much attention <laughs> is being yeah. paid to Dex. That's one Pretty of the reasons why we a lineman. Yeah, it's he, he had a lot of attention. He was a popular guy. He's a popular guy. This was a great, this is play. such a good play by McFadden. This one. Yeah, this is a great play by McFadden. He is the he's the um, play side linebacker on a crack toss. Boogie gets cracked. He undercuts Colton Miller, and then he just beats Jacoby Myers to the block point while staying square to the running back, Zamir White, and then just tackling him behind the line of scrimmage for like a loss of two or three. It's a big he's guy. He's so decisive like and so confident these days. And you're right. It's no longer just a good feel-good story. McFadden looks like a really good player for the Giants. And... Honestly, an argument can be made at this point that he might have even been a better day three find than, or as good of a day three find as Daniel Bellinger was for them with the impact he's making on the defense side of the ball. I don't think that's, I don't think that's a crazy take. And it's also just funny, man, because it takes so much for you to um, get away from your priors because Michael McFadden right. was bent last year. So it was right. such a negative, like we were like, oh, who's going to start him or Darian Beavers. So yeah. in order for him to flip our mindset on this, because we're humans, dude, a lot of humans fall for yep. Like he needs to really play well. And I think he is really playing well. So I yeah. think what you just said is, is accurate, dude. That's crazy how well he's playing given where we were at with him last year and the, the tape that he had, some of the tape he had last year. Anything else before we get into superlatives, Nick? No, nah, we can get into superlatives. All right. Let me get your unheralded player on tape. Uh, my unheralded player on tape was actually Ashawn Robinson, mm. who look, Dexter Lawrence wasn't there. Ashawn Robinson didn't, or, or Leonard Williams. He didn't inherit Leonard Williams role. It was him alternating with uh, Nacho sometimes. But when he was out there, looked good. And again, didn't do shit when he first got here. Like, we were like, yeah. Ashawn Robinson, like, why'd they give him a He looks pretty good right now. Know, He's tossing he some guys out the club. He had a couple really nice um, plays in the run game. Some of them did come at the end of the game, though, where it's like, uh, you know, the run of the football. But I think that's who Ajon Robinson is. Like in these running situations, when it's more than likely they're going to run the football, you put him out there and he's going to do well against the run. Right. I wanted to give him credit for uh, for doing that. Yeah. Shout out Ron Schneider. He was like talking about him all game. He's like making Ajon Robinson. Yep. And he did have a good game. I gave it to Jason Pinnock, who, you know, I was at times a critical of last last week and at times just from a tackling standpoint. But I just feel like he's getting a better and better feel. He had one play that I put up on Twitter where he just perfectly diagnosed a quick hitting pass to the left side of the, and comes down the line of scrimmage, reads Aiden O'Connell basically perfectly as you know, Aiden O'Connell is, is collecting the shotgun snap. Pinnock's already driving downhill, takes a perfect angle, wastes no space and makes the tackle for either incomplete pass or a tackle for a loss. So that was just one of the good plays. I, th I felt like he was just overall one of the best games I've seen from Pinnock on film. So I'm giving him, unheralded player of the week how about highest effort player i feel like this one's pretty obvious if you watch the tape yeah it's michael mcfadden he was everywhere he's he was everywhere he's just, 
playing with had, crazy effort and confidence right now. He had one fourth of the Giants' pressures. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, Jesus. Uh, best play call. I did the or the third and four one that you already broke down, uh, where he dropped yeah. eight. I just like that, like that look. Um, yeah, same here. You eliminate Devontae Adams, have someone else beat you. I mean, I think those other receivers are fully capable of beating the Giants yes. in a one-on-one situation, but they didn't there. And you know what? The Giants didn't get that many stops like that. So we're going with that one. And then best player overall, it's not going to be Dexter Lawrence for either of us this week after seeing your pick. And my pick is the same. That's crazy. Um, who's your guy? It's Michael McFadden. I know. It is. Yeah. It is McFadden. The tackles for loss, the pressure. He had the best game of any Giants. Now, part of that is because Dexter Lawrence was getting a lot of attention paid to him in this game. Of course. Like a shit ton. And that's factored in to some degree, but it was McFadden. How about the player we, you know, expected to see more from or we, we, we didn't think had the greatest game. I'd say Deontay Banks. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, Deontay Banks. Kayvon, look, I, I thought like maybe him, but honestly there, he didn't really have that many pass rushing opportunities. Like we said, and he had a couple run fits where I think he probably was a little bit over aggressive, but again, I don't know the, uh, the structure of the defense, but it just seemed like that's what it was allowing for Josh Jacobs to bounce back. But I, I didn't think he had a bad game either. Deontay Banks kind of did though. So that's the second week in a row where he did too. Sure. I'm giving it to Banks as well, but I, I, and the mix for me was Cordell Flott, who I, I didn't think had that great of a game, especially in coverage. Um, all right. Pass rushing grade one through 10. This is a tough one Four total pressures and they barely passed the ball. Yeah. I, I just have a, a one. I mean, I have an asterisk next to it though, because I'm like, yeah, like they, there really wasn't that many opportunities, but when yeah. you get four total pressures, I'm not going to give you anything higher than a one. That's fair. I gave it a two just because of that asterisk as well. I just hard to grade these types of games where it's so much quick game and so much running run defense though. That was not very good. What was your grade there? A 2.6, which is so weird, man. Cause it was a lot of zone runs, which they're yep. typically really good at defending. Very weird. Yeah. Now they didn't defend that one counter run that we broke down well, but it wasn't like they were getting torched by power gap. It was yeah. all a lot of zone runs. Josh Jacobs <laughs> apparently is a very good zone back. Probably should run more zone over there in uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, without a doubt. So I gave it a 2.4 pretty close there. So that's all the time we have for on today's Big Blue Banter podcast. Thank you for listening to Defensive Film Breakdown. More content to come during the week. We're going to figure out and transition what we want to do moving forward. Obviously, we're going to have more of a forward look on this season now at 2-7 and seven with Jones done for the year. It feels like it's you know in the books. Um, so time to think about the future, maybe a mailbag this week that could be in the mix. We'll figure it out. We'll get back to you on that, but thanks so much for tuning in and sticking with us and supporting the show. Have a great rest of your night and we'll talk to you soon. Mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time tested gift around a watch. She can wear every day for movement, whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers. Movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.